So what's going on this evening, folks? Welcome to the Running Gun Podcast. I'm Jay Peeps. I'm Ace. And tonight for you guys, for your entertainment, as we proceed to give you what you need, we got, you know, a little bit of everything, as, as always, hell, you know, fam, you get some much needed by week this week, so, you know, what are they going to do with it? We're going to talk about this money game situation thing that Coach Prime was talking about, too. Going to hit on that a little bit. Uh Huge game in the NFC South this weekend. Ace already knows. FAMU basketball got an important scheduling. Yes, they did. They really did. Uh, what uh, what what else happened, Ace? Uh, we got week two. Uh, Texas A&M looking pathetic. Uh, Texas looking halfway decent actually. Alabama showing some issues there. I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm we're, gonna, we're gonna hit on that. I, I, Which I, I, one? Texas. Yeah. Oh. Because I heard I heard flash going off about that, and I'm what what can go wrong will go wrong in Dallas, in the Big D. What can go wrong will go wrong. It already went wrong, actually. You and know, that's one team you can always count on for things to go wrong. <laughs> anyway, let's be a friend. Tell a friend. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, check out last night's episode of Last Give. We got chapters in it now, so it's pretty organized out. So if you go in, you'll find certain topics. College football, hot topics are together, though. But NFL's all nicely organized. But anyway, set this intro and get going. Hmm? Hey, we got 30 seconds left, man. No one cares about the intro. They want the hey, good stuff. You you simply skipped over the fact that tonight we are both matching. You skipped over the fact that we are both matching. Okay, we're matching. Yay. We're wearing black and on and memorial service for the Dallas Cowboys. See, I didn't even think about it. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is JP. This is the Bull. This is JC. This is Flash. This is Jenny Hendricks. And you're listening to And you're listening to And you're listening to And you're listening to the Run and Gun Podcast. on top of the background today see you were you weren't expecting that you weren't expecting that <laughs> yeah you were slow last night it was pretty slow you know we, look we're not gonna talk about last night what matters is the next play next play and speaking of the next play we got hbcu action tonight so without further ado you know let's dive right into it so bam you played albany state this weekend last weekend or yeah, this past weekend, yeah, and so it wasn't a pretty win. It was twenty three thirteen, but you know I give Albany State their props. That was a still a W, exactly. Still a W doesn't matter. It was still a W. That team made the division, made the division two F, and that they made the division two NCAA playoffs last year, and they had a ten win season. That was a good team, and they were coming in confident. They threw the kitchen sink at FAMU. And I'll say that. that. But at the same time, too, you expected a little bit more. But I think what we're going to see with FAMU this season is a team that naturally just gets better as the weeks progress, like we saw last year. And, I mean, there were a few bright spots to take away from it. You had um, DeAndre Francis, the, the sophomore. He, he's developing into being quite the rusher. 18 carries, 84 yards. He had a TD. He could have had a 100-yard game. So, I mean, there, there's good things to take away from that. Xavier Smith went off. Uh, Musa, not his best game, but I think from the stat line, it wasn't a great game, but I think he'll improve. They got a critical bye week. So there's that. I was waiting for you to finish. Okay, so 18 for 80, something. That's about four yards to carry. Not not great, but not bad either. It's still better than <clears throat> Cam Akers, you know, in the playoffs. 
with two yards for carry, but we won't get into that as someone who drafted him. Uh, Musa, I mean, maybe we kind of overreacted, but I think North Carolina's defense is that bad. It is, dude. No, look, they gave up 24 to FAMU, and then they gave up 61 to Appalachian State. Albeit Appalachian State's not that bad. They did beat an SEC school, so let's not forget about that. Yes, so I got to give – Look, Apple. Look, UNC's defense is not that. They're not that deal. If Mac Brown's going to win games this year, he needs to rely on Drake May in that offense. That's all. Exactly. I'm so I guess we kind of overreacted. What Jeremy Musa? Maybe I don't know. It's too early to say. It's only two games into his family career. Exactly. But I mean, he's, he's not really, like that next level kind of quarterback. It's safe to say that. There's still room for growth, but he. He showed signs of what he can really be when he really gets this playbook down down to a T. Is he the best quarterback on the roster? Yeah, he is. He is. And I think as he gets better, this team will get better. So there is a positive light to it. The bye week came at a critical time. You have another bye week in a few weeks as well. So, you know, I wouldn't say all hope is lost, but you need to they you need to figure it out pronto before Alabama A&M comes into town. What's Alabama A&M's record? They're doing good, I think, right? Alabama A&M, at the moment, they are 0-2. They have not wow. I haven't been keeping up with them, but uh, that's Gary disappointing. Is their leading rusher. He's got 25 carries for 44 yards at the moment. Okay, so remember when I said um, – 25 carries for 44 yards and one touchdown. He, he's averaging 1.8 yards a carry. Okay, so you remember how I said it wasn't good but not great for the family. He's running back DeAndre Francis. Yeah. But And then I said it's not as bad as Cam Akers' playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, that's worse than Cam Akers' playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Gary Quarles' numbers. Huh? Gary Quarles' numbers. Yeah, for AM. and yeah. yeah. 1.8 yards – or 1.8, right? 1.8 yards on average per carry. Wow, that is horrendous. Man can get 10 carries, in, or not 10 carries, but 8 carries, and he'll barely get a first down. Exactly. Exactly. Now, again, hopefully they get it figured out. Hope, and then, honestly, too, hopefully the word – we don't know the word yet on Jordan Moore, and we don't know the word yet on Eric Horn. Nobody has said anything, which I'm still trying to figure out why nobody has said anything, but hopefully they're back – in time for that game next week. So we can hope and pray. The other game. I was going to say, we do need to expect more from Isaiah Land out of the bye. Yes, that too. Now, the other game too, that actually that's taking place, Grambling in Jackson State this weekend's taking place in Jackson, Mississippi. That's a huge game. That's very personal. I don't know if you saw spring 2021 where basically Jackson State went in there and went into the hole and beat Grambling for the first time since like 2014, I believe it was, or 20, like early 2010s. But that's a huge game on the SWAC. Like the first three games, Grambling will come out motivated, but I have a bad feeling they'll end up like how FAMU Jackson State showed up this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Honestly, same. I think. I think Jackson State might run might run away with it, honestly. I think how Chris said, I don't he expects them to go perfect in the regular season. I don't think he was wrong on that. I oh, think yeah. they go perfect. I think I might even say they win an FCS game in the playoffs when they make yeah, it. If they go undefeated, they're not going to the FCS playoffs. They're going they're going to the celebration bowl. Oh, you don't think they'll go in it? Nah, they they won't they won't go to the FCS playoffs. They, uh, I could see them more so going celebration. Just get ready for the celebration. Plus, and honestly, not get embarrassed again. Plus, here's the thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Plus, here's the thing, though, too. So the SWAC title game is the same weekend as the first round of the FCS playoffs. So they would have to play the SWAC title game anyway. Well, now that right there. Now, see if fam, you can get it turned around and they can run the table and figure it all out. Maybe they can sway some voters in the last in these last few weeks, in the last what's left of the season, and try to get to the FCS playoffs. But right now, in my opinion, you know they don't look like an FCS playoff team. 
They don't. Now, if they get in, all right, hey, put your best foot forward. But if they don't, don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> but it's and then also too, you know, we had this this thing with Howard hanging with USF for a while. It was pretty interesting. Um, I think that shows how bad USF is. It does. It really does. Honestly, nobody in in most of the games that USF has played. I don't fault the teams that have fallen to them. I don't fault FAMU. That was a – I hate to applaud losses, but that was a good loss. I don't fault South Carolina State for coming up short against them. I don't fault Howard for coming up short. It speaks more of a testament to Jeff Scott's USF program and how bad (laughs) it is. Do you think Jeff Scott was a disaster hire? But we'll talk about more once we get to college football. I ain't going to dwell too much on that, but – but um, one other thing. Oh yeah, by the way, too, South Carolina State came in came in over this way and beat the crap out of Bethune Cookman. Uh, there's people over here that say Bethune Cookman sucks. Honestly, oh it's, yeah, they do suck. Yeah. Um, but Dion said something interesting this week when he was talking about you know looking at how much money the payout was for Marshall going to play Notre Dame how much the payout was for App State going to play Texas A&M, and then how much the payout was for Georgia Southern going to play Nebraska versus the payouts for FAMU going to play UNC, Bethune-Cookman going to play Miami, and so on and so forth, and Alabama A&M going to play UAB. Now, I'm going to let you take it away while I look these up. Okay. Um yeah, they paid them a bunch of money, and you know what all those games have in common? They all ended in the home team's loss. I know they had a thing that came out, and it was saying how one of the tweets, I don't remember the guy who tweeted it, but there is a guy, he had said, it's funny how the national media took the Marshall victory over Notre Dame, and they turned it into a, a crucifixion letter, almost essentially, for uh, Marcus Freeman the Notre Dame head coach, and instead of come applauding and congratulating the uh, Marshall head coach, who's also an African-American, and they're saying how, and a fair point, too, uh, why are you crucifying one guy and not giving the, the laurels to the other guy who actually showed up and got his team uh, W in an opposing and one of the, let's be honest, one of the most difficult places to play in college football and mm-hmm. South Bend. You go in there and you beat them. Georgia Southern, you get all that money to go play with Nebraska, right? And you go up. And were they the ones who got Scott Frost fired, right? Yeah. They got a head coach fired. A highly paid head coach fired. Um, You got Bethune-Cookman. Well, them playing Miami, that, that we won't talk about that. that. That's a different level, per se with Miami steamrolling them, but then you have, um, you got App State, they come in to Texas A&M, and they beat them, and I don't know if that says more to App State, which I believe it does, than it does Texas A&M, because Texas A&M just, they got issues. Here's the, here's the all, here's the all collective total. Notre Dame, Texas A&M, and Nebraska paid the Sun Belt teams a collective four point one seven three million to play home games. It's a lot of money. Now think about it like this: the FCS money games. I'm gonna put it into perspective. Fam, you got four hundred fifty thousand to go play North Carolina. What, yeah, I remember that. What, what Dion is saying basically is, we need to go get that type of money and put it into the football programs and stop just using it for the whole entire university or the whole entire athletic department, which I'm going to be honest with you. I do agree with. I do. How much is um, fam you getting to go play Kentucky in college basketball? I have not looked into that yet. I will look into that and I will. Because, you know, it does speak to what Prime's saying. You know, you got some belt teams, they're getting – Let's say this, what, four games, three games over a million dollars each? Yeah. Compared to when you have an HBCU coming and playing a D1, like a FBS school, and yeah. they're only getting under 500. Exactly. Now, see, and that's that's where I agree with him because 
if we're going to go, if if we're going to send these kids to go play these games, you need to go and ask for a million at least. A, a min, at, at minimum, you need to get a million out of these games because they these people want to see your band, they want to see your culture, and you're going into their house. Oh yeah, you need to get you better get at least a million. Alabama Alabama State should have gotten at least a million for their football program and their football program only for traveling cross country to go play UCLA. In my opinion, fam, you playing against UNC, having the March 100 show up too, and then do that joint halftime performance. They should have gotten Southern. a million at least. Well, Southern didn't have to travel per se, but they did do the uh, joint thing with LSU's band. They did. Yeah, see, Southern should have got a million out of that, at least. Really, Southern should have got more than a million, at least, given how many, how much in ticket sales LSU made off of that game and how much off of just, I'm pretty sure, just game day experience LSU made. Mm -hmm. Oh, they made a lot. Let's say 200,000 people and you charge $5 for a bottle of water. Lord knows how much parking was. Ten bucks a car, probably minimum. Oh yeah, minimum. Unless you probably walk twenty miles, probably five dollars a car. But yeah, no, I definitely agree with what Dion's saying. You, we, there needs to be some type of committee that deter- that makes these PWIs pay out at least a million to each of these HBCUs to go play these games. Until then, I would. To, until then, honestly, I wouldn't go play them. To be honest, I think what they need to do is not saying they need to get paid the same amount as the Sun Belt because you know Sun Belt's bigger programs and whatnot. Yeah. But the Sun Belt should get paid more because you're you're you want you want like how um Bob said last week when he was on, he said for homecoming games and stuff like that, you want to bring in teams you think you can beat easy. Except when you're bringing in these Sun Belt teams now, they're showing you, oh, we can we can hang with you guys sometimes. Mm-hmm. We, we can we can hang with you and we can beat you in your own thing and that'll be more embarrassing to that team. So if you want to, play, you got to pay pay them some more to even get them to come because the Sun Belt's gonna have that shit now. Like oh, we can beat you guys, so you guys better pay us more just to make sure we can come and have to do with your environment and then we still beat you anyway. Exactly, exactly. And with that, you know what? Let's transition to college football. Let's do that first tonight because I like where this is going. So, first line of business is, is now that we speak of the Sun Belt, Georgia Southern, App State, and Marshall, and Marshall, all walk into Power Five stadiums and walk out with wins. Big, big time Power Fives. Exactly. And the funny thing is, Desmond Howard. That's the funniest part in all this because he had Pitt, noted Pitt, Texas A and M. I believe, and oh my gosh, what was the other one? He had three of them that took losses. He had three teams that took losses, but his most prominent ones were Pitt and Texas A&M. He had both of them making the playoff, and both of them have already caught L's. Texas A&M has taken the biggest L of them all. And quite honestly, here's where I'm going to say this. You ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Jimbo Fisher, in my opinion, I like him because I mean, because I've met him before. But I'll be real with you, man. His his scheme does not work anymore, and he's so arrogant to adapt to this new era of college football. He still wants to run that pro style offense that he won at Florida State with not knowing that that had finally caught up with him in 2015. It really at the end of the 2014 season, that offense does not work. Cause think about how many games he played from behind with that offense with, if he hadn't had the athletes that he had at Florida state, he doesn't make it to the Rose bowl. That offense is not working the sec. The sec is different now than what it was back in 2012 and 2013 just from a, a player perspective and a scheme perspective, it doesn't work. So honestly, that's why I say right now, Jimbo ain't worth that 75 million that he's getting right now. He's I'm not, trying to do something. 
oh, no, you're good. You're good. And now he has to go out there and he has to go play against a Miami team that feels that they can come in and win. A Miami team that has their own questions, but don't be surprised if Miami goes into College Station and picks up a win. Crystal Ball is trying to bring back the swagger. My bad. Wait, AC, do you, are you trying to do something? You have it? or? I thought I put it in the, co- the comment section. It's not working now. Oh, no, no here it is. It came in. Is Jimbo overrated? Honestly, I'm going to say this. Since Jameis left, right? Since Jameis left and Dalvin Cook was there, FS, well, when Jimbo was with Dalvin Cook and all that, you think he's actually, even once Jameis left FSU, you started to see his decline in his career coaching. Yeah, exactly. No, And then it goes back to, it's a combination of what Freddie Stevenson told us. And it's also a combination of, I think, Jimbo's ability to scheme and also to not to cut the cord on Rick Trickett. Actually, you know what it is? I think when he had Dalvin, I think Dalvin covered, like Dalvin's talent alone covered half of Jimbo's deficits and what gave him that job in A&M. Dude, dude, Dalvin Cook covered up a lot. Derwin James and Jalen Ramsey covered up a lot in that secondary. When Jalen Ramsey left Derwin James by himself, for the most part, a lot got opened up in that defense. When Dalvin Cook left, there was a glaring hole in that offense. DeAndre Francois did not live up to being what we all thought he was supposed to be. DeAndre Johnson got kicked out, and he was honestly, I thought, was supposed to end up being better than DeAndre Francois. I don't even remember where Francois ended up. He, I know he transferred out. I have no idea where he ended up. No, he didn't. He didn't transfer out. He finished. But I'll tell. I'll tell you about that off camera. But um, mm. yeah, like it's just overall like that. Jim I, you was, know, I was, thinking, I was thinking Kelly Bryant with Clemson. Yeah, he transferred no, out. Yeah, but yeah, Jimbo Fisher's like, it's it's extinct, dude. That that doesn't work anymore. He needs to now. Steve, Scar- Steve Sarkeesian, that offense that Sarkeesian was running. Oh boy, Sarkeesian might yeah. get himself a job in the NFL. Now I'm gonna say this about but that didn't work. So I'm gonna say this about Texas and Alabama. That I'm trying to I try to tell people don't overreact too much to that because here's the thing: it's only week two. Yeah. So I mean, look, Alabama right now is not Alabama no. we're gonna see at the end of the season. No, no, I'm not talking like. Texas in that regard with Alabama. I'm talking about Texas being better than A&M mm-hmm. and what Sarkeesian's been doing in Texas being better than what Jimbo's done in the, over the last three years of both of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Sar- Sarkeesian's actually trying to steer that program in the right direction. And I actually have faith that Sarkeesian will give Oklahoma a game this year, whereas Jimbo went off and ranted to the media about Alabama and Nick Saban, dude, he might be walking this Tuscaloosa limping, and he might get. He might be walking out on a bus, not a bus, but on a different on a great a different mode of transport. He'll be walking out of Tuscaloosa on a different mode of transport than what he came in on. Oh yeah, dude, definitely. He might be walking out on the Greyhound bus. If anything, if I'm if I'm Jimbo Fisher, I need to be very careful with my words moving forward because. He could end up in the Nick Saban coaching rehab, uh, whatever it is. If he's what, like, what Bill O'Brien is in right now, <laughs> exactly. He needs to be very careful right now because he's talking about it's a reason I never went back and everything like that, dude. You may need him in a few in a few months. You need to be. Careful. You remember the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, their first head coach, right? I don't remember his name, but I remember the story is like. He coached the game. They lost, and they left. The team got on the team bus and said, "You're not on the team bus anymore. You're fired," and left him right there outside the arena. Damn, that's cold. That's what I feel like will happen with uh, Jimbo if he doesn't watch it. I agree. <laughs> I agree. But anyways, um, West Virginia losing to Kansas. That one got my attention. But, I mean, I don't know what you're going to do about that. I don't know. I think that says how bad the Mountaineers have fallen more more than anything. But I, I really just, like, okay. But, 
You got Georgia, South Carolina. Uh, rest in peace, Spencer Rattler. Oh, yeah. Dude, that defense is going to be suffocating on Spencer Rattler. Oklahoma, Nebraska. That um, that might not go good for Nebraska. I had faith that that was going to be a game. Not anymore. And Michigan, Connecticut. I mean, Michigan, Michigan figure out their quarterback. I got to say, Michigan did figure out their quarterback now. Fair. But I got to look up back. What's the guy's name? I'm forgetting his name, but uh, I don't. It's not letting me see his name. It's not um McNamara anymore. It's some other guy who started. They, I know Jim said he's gonna start McNamara. Mc, whatever his name is, week one. McNack. Well, you say I can't say them. Whatever. He he said he will start week one, and then there's another guy who's more flashier, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gotta look up his name because I can't remember his name for the life of me. But um, no, I just typed in Michigan football. I, thought I typed in QB, whatever. Oh. Uh, JJ McCarthy. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He was on the roster last year, I believe. Yeah, it's Cade Mc. Mac- yeah, whatever. Cade Mac- McNamara. Mac- yeah, but JJ McCarthy got named starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. After the Hawaii win, but it's like you got your quarterback now. So, are you ready for when Ohio State gets the gears going with JNS? JNS coming back this week. Look, I'm and once he gets back with Stroud going, I need to see Ohio State really kick it into high gear and see what they could really be. Because right now, that's next week, not this week. That'll be next week. You see that? I'm curious because right now I, I I still like Michigan to win that game. Right now. They have Wisconsin next week. Wisconsin's not anything special anymore. They have a game that they want JNS to yeah, they wait. Okay, I thought I okay. I am off tonight on the thing. Yeah, they got Toledo tonight. What not tonight, but this week is Toledo. Next week is Wisconsin. And I'm trying to find the game that I'm trying to remember, but I'm not remembering. Well, no, while, it's not Rutgers. Where the hell is it? While he finds that, I'm going to talk about the Scott Frost payout. So Scott Frost got paid out $7.5 million right away versus, I, think, I believe it was $12 million he was due to, 12 to $24 million he was due to make if he'd have got fired like a month later. Honestly, I got to say this. Nebraska is not what Nebraska used to be, and I think we've all known that for about 10 years now. But I don't know what it's going to take to revive that program. Whoever comes in there – needs to make it cool to go to Nebraska again. Because if you were around in the 80s, in the 90s, in the later part of the 90s, in the early 2000s, we all know Ace wasn't, so enough luck. You know that Nebraska was what was happening. <laughs> Tommy Frazier and all those guys, that's in the giant offensive line they had, they were what was happening. He has something to say now. Go ahead and say it. No, is. no, no. I, I'm making fun of me being young. <laughs> All right, so it's Wisconsin, Rutgers, Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State. Actually, Ohio State is really – the schedule is really easy this year. Of course. They got no tough games. Like, holy crap. Look at the conference there, and they may not have a tough game unless they play Michigan State. They play Michigan, of course. They mean Those are their two toughest games. The, the two games from Michigan are going to be the only relevant ones. I don't think Penn State is going to give them any competition. Yeah. Maryland, what to his little brother ain't gonna do nothing with Copeland. Of course not. It, Ohio State, you can't even see a real test for them. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. You know what? I just thought about that. That is one person I could see ending up on the Saints, and you would just be very upset. <laughs> Who, Tua or the little brother? No, uh Jacob Copeland. He won't be on the Saints. They don't need a wide receiver. I could see that happening in training. Actually, they might because Landry's only on a one year deal, but we won't get into that. I could see that. I mean, Michigan schedule is not bad, not good either. It's these two teams. Wow, you got to look at Big where Ten is pathetic. They the Big Ten is pathetic. Big, they exactly they play in the Big Ten, and you it's US- only three good teams: Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Give it a few years; it's going to be USC and Ohio State for the Big Ten title game almost every year. Give he ain't few- wrong, America. He ain't wrong. I know I'm not. Also, too, I do have confidence Auburn can beat Penn State this year. In Tuscaloosa, Auburn can beat Penn State this year. Auburn, okay, I'm like, it's in Auburn this year. 
than Auburn this year. It's a pretty big deal. They haven't forgot about what happened last year. I'm pretty confident. They ain't got to worry about Bo Nix choking it. Oh yeah, no, thank God, thank God. <laughs> he choked his own. He choked his. He choked it himself. But um, with that, we can go ahead and swing on over to the NFL. So, I'm gonna let you go ahead and start it off. I was gonna say what before we was gonna get into the NFL. I was gonna say, what do you think about Clemson being ranked number five? I mean, it's only week two. I don't think they're gonna last that long. I have a very strong feeling in my gut right now that I think the Florida State Clemson game is going to mean something this year, and Clemson has to come. It meant something last year. No, it didn't. I mean, it meant for meant pride. That was it. But it's going to probably mean a little bit more. It's probably going to determine the ACC Atlantic again for the final. Oh, game. when you mean when when it means something, you mean like actual weight on if whoever yeah. wins. Yeah, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I mean that's the only major game this week. Uh, Clemson, not Clemson. Yeah, Florida, Tennessee. Wait, we're not week four. We're in week three. Yeah, so, we're, in week, yeah we're week three. I'm in the wrong week. All He's right, continue on. There's no good games this week. USF UF is going to be a funeral. We don't even need to worry about that. Maybe that's interested to see Michigan, the state, Washington. I might tune into that game. That looks interesting. Miami A and M. I think Miami upsets them. I think so too. I think so but too. But it's kind of upset because Miami's thirteen, A and M's twenty four. But you know, ACC's beating SEC's always an upset. So let's move on to the NFL. Yes, let's do that. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's talk about the real. Craziness. Yeah, I honestly, you know what, you know what's really funny? I love how Jerry Jones all of a sudden has this medical degree and he's trying to say that Dak's coming back in four weeks versus the six to eight that he needs to really take to get his body right. Cause I'm telling you now, if, if they rush Dak back, they're going to do more damage and take more years off Dak's career than anything. The Cowboys have more problems than just the quarterback. And that I understand people booing Dak and everything. I understand that you're, you're tired, you're frustrated, being sorry for so long and not closing the deal when you had some really good teams, especially your 2014 team. But, look. Honestly, here's some names of free agents that are out there for wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me Noah Brown better than Will Fuller. Okay. Say Oh, I was gonna say if you want to say yes or no, why say the name? Oh yeah, no, 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 he's not. I thought you. I thought you. I was just going. Ty Hilton. Ty Hilton's a free agent. Yep. Either his health is really bad, or he's that washed for some reason, or everybody's sleeping on. I don't know. Uh, Cole Beasley. He used to be in Dallas. I don't know if he'd be open to a return back. He probably would be. It's a red state. Deshaun Jackson. You know, I look. I do. I don't know. I maybe he. I, I feel like I don't know. I don't know. John Ross. Oh no, God no. <laughs> Greg Ward. I don't even think you know who Greg Ward is. I know who Greg Ward is. John Ross. Yeah, those are the top wide receivers, not to mention Odell Beckham, but he's not back until like October, November. Odell does not want to go to Dallas. Mm-mm. I think you'd be in either Buffalo or LA again. If I'm Dallas, I would try to bring, I would try to bring Cole Beasley back. I would honestly try to. I'd make a phone call to New England and go get Kendrick Bourne because he is in the doghouse reportedly. I would go get Will Fuller. Will Fuller, Will Fuller. They say the injuries washed him out, or he just doesn't want to play anymore, something like that. I'd probably go even. I'd probably even entertain Deshaun Jackson. I'd bring Deshaun Jackson. I really just anybody who can go and get pressure and coverage taken away from Ceedee Lamb. I don't know how I will show you guys the photo, but there's a photo from the Bucks Cowboys game. That's Ceedee Lamb in the middle. There is four Bucks defenders around him the entire game. Yeah, he's not even open, technically. Well, technically, he's, and Dak is still throwing him that ball because he has no one else to throw to. The Bucks gave two guys in front, two guys behind, and they would suffocate Lamb the entire game. And everybody's saying Lamb sucks. And see, here's the thing: 
as your camera refocuses itself. Here's the thing, but all the great Cowboys wide receiving duos, they yeah. have Michael Irvin and, oh my gosh, um, oh my gosh, Harper. Oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his first name. Alvin Harper. Al Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper. Good tandem. Plus they had Jay Novacek. And then you had, um, oh my, Des Bryant. Des, who did Des Bryant have? He had Cole Beasley. He got. He had Cole Beasley, and then he had the other dude, number eighty-three. Forgetting his name, I'm drawing a blank right now on these Cowboys wide receivers. Uh, that was what 2016 Cowboys. That was like 2014 Cowboys. Oh wow, we're okay. That's way farther back than I thought. But yeah, no, like the thing is, is you need a good. The Cowboys usually tend to like go far and get to the playoffs when they have like a decent trio at wide receiver. Plus a Terrence Williams. What the hell happened, guy? Terrence Williams, Des Bryant, Cole Beasley. They had a good trio that year. And then you go back. You look at last year. You had uh, Blake Jarwin. You had Dalton uh, Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper. And you got to the playoffs. The Cowboys don't. No, have you got rid of Amari Cooper for a bag of chips because you didn't want to pay him. Exactly. You don't have that. And then you think. And Tony Pollard's actually garbage. That's that's not getting talked about enough. The dude can't pass blocking. He's not as good. Well, Zeke Zeke is not as explosive as he used to be, but Zeke still knows how to pass block and do every single thing that a running back should. Tony Pollard only knows how to run it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Zeke is low key burning out, just like Christian. McCaffrey. He is burning out, just like Christian McCaffrey's burning out, or is burnt out. I'm gonna be honest. I I just. There's so many question marks that I see all over the place for Dallas right now that, like, it started with so much optimism when basically Dak fell out of the sky as a blessing in the draft when Tony Romo got hurt. And then when you brought in Zeke and then, you know, CeeDee Lamb, like, it, I, the, the potential was there. But now I, I just feel like it's all just slowly going through the filer and just getting shredded or the shredder and just getting slowly shredded. I, I don't see it anymore. I'm sorry. You're th th this franchise is literally set back another five years. All right. So in the 2020 draft, right? Mm -hmm. You had Speedy Boy go 12. Speedy. Oh, uh, John Ross. No, Henry Ruggs. Oh, okay, okay. Judy went 15. Lamb went 17. Jalen Rager went 21. Okay. Justin Jefferson went 22. So the Brandon Cowboys, Ayuk went 25. I find it actually pretty interesting that the Cowboys passed up on yet another legendary or potentially legendary Vikings wide receiver. Which means I'm Monster Carter. Hmm? You're talking about Monster Carter. I'm talking about Moss. They passed up on Moss. And now they passed up on Jeff Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. They didn't need C.D. Lamb though in that draft. I'm gonna be, they really didn't. Exactly. They didn't and, need see, and see, here's the thing: the the reputation of the number 88 carries a lot of weight in Dallas. I get that. C.D. Lamb didn't want that. He Jerry wanted Jones, 10. He, exactly. Jerry Jones made him wear that. C.D. Lamb wanted to write his own story. Jerry, Jerry Jones, Jones is the issue in Dallas, and no one wants to say it. And I don't know why people won't say it. I don't get it. We are so quick to point out other owners and shame other owners and coaches and stuff, but we won't. But the media doesn't want to point out and go after Jerry Jones. I don't get it. And then, see, here's the thing: I, you never know what's going on behind the scenes, because how much of it is Jerry Jones just being in the way, and how much of it is Mike McCarthy trying to do his job and he can't do his job like he really wants to. Yeah, you want to get into the second round of the wide receivers? Sure. I mean, Lamb's good and all that, but Pittman right now? Did you see oh, Pittman last, last week? Pittman Ball. balled out, and he had no help. Um, albeit it was against Houston, but Stingley is pretty decent too. Mm. But you had, you had Pittman, you had Higgins, both solid guys, Claypool. Mm -hmm. uh, Cam Akers was in that draft. Cam Akers went before J.K. Dobbins. Okay. 
Van Jefferson, Desmond he, Mills is a bust. He had a good highlight tape coming out of Florida State. I ain't going to lie. And he was a do-it-all type of guy, too. Hmm. Logan Wilson, underrated linebacker that no one talks about. He really should be a Pro Bowl. One in the third round. Wow. This 2020 draft had a lot of good players come out of it. And then you got guys who completely busted out. Of course. <clears throat> Cesar Ruiz, Jordan Love, Isaiah Wilson, Jeff Gladney. The name of you. Hmm. Hey, Andrew Thomas looking solid for New York, though. We can talk about that. Got to give him his credit for credit's due. People, people killed New York. People killed, what was that guy's name? Dave Gettleman for taking Andrew Thomas over Mackay Becton. Jedrick mm-hmm. Wills, Tr- well, Tristan Wirth was an all-pro. We already knew that. And he was the fourth offensive tackle taken in that draft. You know, I still don't understand that. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't get how Tristan Wirth. The best one went fourth. I don't get how Tristan And the best Wirth- wide receiver went fourth or fifth. It's crazy to me. Tristan Wirth and, Dev- and Devin White both fell to the Bucks at perfect spots because. But White went at five. Yeah, but still. like no one's going to take a linebacker at before five. You see, but here's the thing. People were yelling and screaming at John Gruden to take Devin White. John Gruden's an idiot. Mike Mayock is an idiot. I have a, a fantasy league name. Uh, we're going to talk hot topic. I'll tell you about it, actually. We're getting off topic here. We're talking about drafts and stuff. But we are, like, so off topic. As I, di- as I digress. Um, we digress, yes. I think uh, it, Packers looking terrible week one. They got Alan Lazard. Maybe he's back at practice to play the Bears Sunday night. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Make it any difference? I mean, he's the only experienced guy. Honest, look, Sammy Watkins was disappointing. I mean, week one, Sammy Watkins is supposed to be good. Week one, Sammy Watkins didn't show up. Are you surprised? (laughs) Sammy Watkins is old now. He's old now. He's not him. Sammy Watkins at Clemson in his first year in the league is nothing like Sammy Watkins now. And Aaron Rodgers looks so frustrated. Alan Lazard is going to draw so much attention to himself and it's going to see it's going to benefit the other wide receivers but are they going to be able to actually catch the ball and do something with it yeah i know i know i know how christian washington felt you know running that fast and trying to catch a deep ball but you have no excuse as an nfl wide receiver did you see his what did he even say i have no idea what he said he said i make that catch 99 out of 100 percent of the time well Clearly not. Exactly. You didn't catch it the one time. Exactly. That look. So what if he drops another one Sunday night? What is he gonna say? I catch that ball ninety eight out of a hundred times. Then then you know the percentage just keeps on going on down. Honestly, look, <laughs> look. I don't know what he's gonna do when it gets cold outside, and the ball gets a little harder to catch, exactly. and your hands get cold. Exactly. Now. And he comes to Tampa in a few weeks with Green Bay. Well, he ain't going to have to worry about cold. He's not, but he's going to have to worry about a pretty decent defense hunting his head. He'll get four guys around him like poor CD. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what we got? Falcons doing Falcon things? Dude, look, that franchise. I feel sorry for the actual bird falcon, like the actual species of falcons, right? I really, truly feel sorry for them because – they get associated with choking. You know what's actually funny about it? You I am sure if you had a videotape of a falcon for their entire life, like an actual wild falcon, and you recorded it throughout its entire life, I bet you not once do they actually choke on anything they eat. They don't. If anything, they gag their food back up and feed it to their babies. Exactly. But, but yeah, Atlanta falcons, now nah, they're synonymous with the word choking now. You know what's funny about it? I was actually because I'm because as y'all know I'm a grad student. I was on my way to go to go lead a study group this this past weekend. The Falcons game had just ended. Why, as soon as I step out of the car, out of my truck, I see a falcon fall out of the sky, dead. <laughs> I it was so terrible. Ace, you seen that Falcon Saints fight after the game? Hilarious. Yeah. The team lost on the field in the in the uh, consent. What's that? 
the area outside the, the state. The concourse? Yeah, the concourse and in the parking lot and in the streets. That's pitiful. How you gonna be from Atlanta and get your butt whooped? That's my thing. The game. Game, the game was in Atlanta. And there were more Saints fans in Atlanta. Nothing more Falcons. You didn't hear if you watch the um the uh, highlights and you watch when Jarvis Landry made the uh, sideline catch mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter under the two minutes or whatever. If you heard how loud that stadium got, you would swear it was a in the the original Mercedes Benz Superdome. Beautiful. Someone and made a joke did. saying the Saints are like five and one in Atlanta, right? Since they built a new stadium, that's because they stole the name Mercedes Benz. They are so pitiful. That that franchise <laughs> is such a joke. And then, like I said, dude, I, I got I got out the truck and I see a falcon fall out of the sky. Dead. Ominous. Ominous. I'm gonna let you take this one. Because that, that's a How about them cowgirls? I felt like we talked about them a lot, but yeah, them and some real cowgirls. That's a I joke. mean, Tampa didn't even play their best. You you could see it. Tampa didn't play their best, but I mean, just putting four guys around CD Lamb showed that how bad that pitiful that offense is. And then how about Micah Parsons getting sensitive because he got he got, he got his he got his you know what rocked. He's talking about something. Oh, that's just a typical block. He hit me when I was blindsided and stuff. I'm like, no, dude, dude, that's 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 football. That's that's jawbone to jawbone football. You you got whacked. You lost the rep. Just. Don't even try to don't, just take your L and move on. And then now, what he should have said is, "All right, you got me that one time, but I got your boy in the backfield next to you twice." That's what he should have said, but he didn't say that. Exactly, exactly. He because he he was cooking Tampa, both Donovan Smith and that whoever that backup was. He got both of them. Oh, oh yeah, Josh Wells. I never even heard of that guy. I don't understand how people don't realize by now Donovan Smith sucks. He's not. Oh, don't get me started. Um, three years ago, or no, two years. When was Brady's first year? Brady's first year is twenty twenty. Okay, so it was yeah that that year. That was my last year in high school, right? Yeah, two years ago, Brady's first year when the Saints and Bucks were playing. They was telling me, okay, watch watch Donovan Smith stop Davenport and Cam Jordan. I'm like, all right, bet. How much want to bet that both of them wreck him? You know, mm-hmm. next day in school, that was that was a fun day. Now, thankfully, when they played in the playoffs, COVID already hit, so I didn't have to go deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... dude, Donovan Smith is the reason James had to get that surgery on his finger and then had to get, like, he had a torn meniscus, too. He's the reason for all of that. Oh, I remember when James tore a meniscus. That was against the Saints. He exactly. tore it and he was trying to get an interception. You just see him wobbling like a penguin. Exactly. He's he tore it, I think, early in the game and he played it out. He threw like three picks because of it. There you go. And then they wonder why Jameis sucked that year. Hmm. I wonder why. Like I've I've You see, you saw that ball that um that same ball that was talking about with him to Landry, Jameis. I'm like Landry catches that ball, but it's like even even probably Mike Evans catches that ball, but in Tampa he probably won't even get that pass because if you watch the uh, replay of that from another angle, you see Mark Ingram completely flip one of the Falcons blitzers who was coming to whack Jameis, and mm-hmm. I'm like, if that shit was in Tampa, you if think it- you think Peyton Barber is stopping um Devin, uh Deion Jones from coming or wrecking Jameis? Nope. You sure. think you think the um Payne Barber or Chiquiz Rogers or um what's that guy named Dare Ungumbale? I don't even remember Daria, Daria Gumbawale. His sister, <laughs> yeah. his sister is a national champion from uh Notre Dame, actually. Hey, good for her. The brother sucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I digress. If he was in Tampa for that situation, he is not getting the time necessary to make that throw, and that ball probably gets picked. I would agree. Because if you watch that game, the Saints offensive line, you could see they didn't play much in the preseason. Hurst was out most of the preseason. Hurst comes in. Hurst was looking terrible. You had Ruiz, Pete, um, Ramchak didn't play preseason either. You see, all the communication was off. And you saw the same thing with Tampa, Brady, the wide receivers. They were off. And you're like, I wait will a say, minute. That was, a common, that was a common trend across the league. 
Because even Russell Wilson on Monday night, a lot of the starters didn't really didn't play at all. And you got the result you got. The Seahawks played a lot of their guys during the preseason. Hence why I think hey, has Walker playing this week. Now, see again too, the Seahawks could the, the Broncos could have hey. won the game too if they'd have just taken the proper timeouts. They should have called a timeout with 55 seconds left. You could have driven a little bit closer. Hey, Peyton won. Manning called timeout 62 times. I'm sure Peyton Manning was in the uh I don't even know why Russell didn't overrule Hackett and call the timeout. Russell should know by now. Okay, you need to save your time. Why are you playing for a field goal? There you go. I know, dude. I, I don't. Hey, I fourth don't. and five. You just run a simple out route with Cortland Sutton or a uh, play action fake with uh whatever that guy Big O. I don't even know how you say his name. No offense. I don't want to butcher it. No, not fan. Fans in Seattle. Oh. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like a really long O name. Like a tight end, a tight end. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, yeah, I can't say his name either. It's a long African name. I can't say it either. But I don't want to butcher it, so because I know how I got some butcher my line saying it. But yeah. even if you just run some kind of movement play, move it to the right, move it to the left. I don't even care. You move that play. Seattle ain't stopping it. Jamal Adams is not in that game. Jamal Adams is done for the year. It looks like, which kind of sucks. Yeah. But Blitz Boy, Blitz Boy's out. You, the best player on your defense is out. You could have took advantage and got a win. Play aggressive. You had almost a minute. A minute's a lot of time. Hell, um, aim, aim Mahomes come back with 13 seconds and get himself a field goal. 175 yards. You can go a minute and get a touchdown. Judy was cooking them deep. I don't know, dude. This Nathaniel Hackett era is not starting off on a good on a good term. Honestly, you think what if Geno Smith goes 75 yards right down your throat is a good thing, exactly. Hey, speaking of which, we did not talk about Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Justin Jefferson. That was a heck of a game. That was a heck of a game. I must say, that was a Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, Justin Jefferson, different game, but I was gonna say we didn't talk about his nine, nine catch, 190, 189 yards, and two TDs. And you're like, why the hell was Jair Alexander? This is not football talk now. This is more, why the hell wasn't Jair man to man? And it's like really hot topic. But you had a defensive lineman covering the arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Why is that? No, wait. Now, why is that? It'll win towards me. I don't get it, man. There's a lot of questionable stuff that went down this weekend, honestly. Packers don't look like the Packers. The Cowboys, they look like the Cowboys. They always look like they have the worst offense and one of the best defense, even though TJ Watts out six weeks. Facts. Facts. Dude, so, I think Joe Burrow, that appendix surgery that he had in August, I don't think he's fully recovered from that yet, and you can see oh, it, yeah. like he's still a little bit rusty. Yeah. I'm not worried too much about the Bengals because he did get hit a lot, but then again, his offensive line and him weren't playing in the preseason. Mm. You know, see, and they were the Bengals were going to win that game if their long snapper didn't get hurt. They were going to win that game. I expect the Bengals to get better. Honestly, I expected. I think they should have won that game, but their situation off holder gets not the holder, the uh, snapper. Snapper I got think, hurt. I think. As they start to gel more and get used to each other as the weeks progress, I think it'll it'll get better, and you'll see more. You'll see them take advantage more opportunities presented to them. But I think it's going to be interesting when they go when they go to Pittsburgh and play that game. Though it's going to be really interesting. All right, now let me find my Mayock sucks team for you. This is the most hilarious fantasy team I've ever drafted. Now, while he finds that, um, I got it. Oh, he already has it. Go ahead. All right. So this was Mayock sucks. So the quarterback was Russell Wilson. Running backs mm-hmm. were Cook, Connor, um, and Saquon. Don't ask me how I got Saquon. Your wide receivers were Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas. Well, Godwin's hurt. And then you have Pickens and all that. And I'm like, you put up 170 points and you're like, okay, I just BS. This one in my GM's name was Mayock sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. If Maya could draft, hmm. Nah, Maya can't draft. Maya actually sucks. 
I'm dead. Oh my god. But anyway, um, what do you want to uh, do for hot topics? Baseball. Yes, it's actually getting really interesting, honestly. So when at the time when I actually typed this and put this together, the Dodgers were technically not at the time hadn't clinched their division and punched their tickets to the playoffs yet. They still had to win one more game, and they won that one extra game. So now, as it still stands, the Dodgers are the only team in the playoffs. This needs to be updated a little bit because the Pirates, the Nationals, the Reds, the A's, and the Tigers are all eliminated as it stands right now. I think in a few in a few weeks, I think the Red Sox will be joining them. I think the Royals will be joining them as well. And I think the Honestly, no. Baltimore probably won't be joining them for a while. Baltimore still looks pretty good. But Baltimore is actually um hanging in there. They've played um well, they've won 74 games. They're five games back from the Rays, but Yep, and the Rays are six and a half games out of first place. And I'm surprised a- the Blue Jays and the Mariners are actually that good. The Cleveland the Guardians just doesn't sound right. It takes some getting used to because because we're so used to hearing Cleveland Indians. So yeah, it, it's gonna take some getting used to. Well, just like the Commanders. Exactly, but the Cleveland Guardians leading that AL Central, not bad, looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. I still kind of miss when they were the Cleveland Indians, though. But I digress. Also, too, did you see what happened in Miami this weekend? Uh, dude, it was crazy. The man literally, I guess he was in such a rush to get to the game. Oh, you mean that in Miami? He didn't, yeah, it's man like baseball in Miami. He didn't put up the grill, and the grill burnt up the entire parking lot. Four cars. I don't want to see the insurance. Thankfully, no people were, you know. Dude, in the car, I would have been pissed. If I'm if I'm driving one of those cars, either to the left or the right, oh boy, dude, I don't even want the insurance will probably pay for it, but it will that'd be a hell of a lawsuit. That that's what I'm saying. My God, that's a costly no. mistake. This is why I always, whenever I tell you, this is why I always quadruple check my grill before I put it away. I make sure my grill is the first thing I turn off and I make sure it's off at least like, I make sure it's really actually off 30 minutes before I actually go into the game. Because as soon as I'm done cooking, I'm done cooking. Even when I'm at home, as soon as I'm done cooking, I'm done cooking. It's off. But dude, oh my God, how do you make that mistake? How do you make that mistake? Is the game that important? <laughs> Is it that important, Ace? <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't get <sighs> it. That's just pitiful, 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 pitiful. But, I mean, what are we going to do about it? Uh, let's talk about some FIBA World Cup over in uh, Europe. Europe FIBA Cup. Hit me with it. All right, Giannis. Out, Luca, out, Jokic, out. And guess who took out? Well, he beat all three of them, I think, in the actual games, but he eliminated Giannis. Brad Wagner for the Orlando Magic and Dennis Schroeder for Germany. Both of those two knocked out Giannis. Mm-hmm. Got Giannis to foul out and the Anthony Kumpo brothers. Oh, look, baby. Yo, JP, still got confidence, fam. You season or it's a wrap. I mean, dude, it's not not over yet. I mean, I, I think what you're going to see happen is what happened last year, honestly. You're going to see a team that will casually get better as the weeks progress, I hope. I wouldn't abandon ship yet. It's not it's not over yet. Um, you got to hopefully Eric Horn and Jordan Moore are available to come back this week. I don't understand why media and everybody stopped talking about it all of a sudden since – a um BJ Bowler and Isaiah Landerback will just kind of stop talking about it. There's still eight guys that are still ineligible from my knowledge that you still need to get back. But I'm I wouldn't say jump ship yet. It's not over yet. You still got a chance. I mean the bye week came at a critical time. Time to just, you know, regroup, refocus, 
hopefully you can give Alabama Alabama A and M a game, and you can be the better team in the fourth quarter. Just you know, yeah, you know, I I wouldn't say it's over yet. I still think nine and two is a possibility. You just got to come to play. They got what thirty was well. They've lost what you've only two games lost one one. So they're one and two, three games, and you got eight games left. You've only lost one conference game. You got yeah. You still got eight games left. You can still go nine and two. It's it's doable. Yeah, it is. It needs to I mean, be, it needs to be fixed, but it well, you need to be clean, like crystal clean, and how you play and execute and all that stuff, but. Now, do they actually do that? And do your best players show up and be your best players? Now, that's a different conversation that we should do another time. And I will say this because there's no breakdown this week because it's a bye week. There needs to be a wide receiver number two that is found to go behind Xavier Smith. There is no true wide receiver number two on this team, in my opinion. I don't know if it's going to come from Jamari Sharid, if it's going to come from Darian Oxendine, or if it's going to come from Trevante Davis. I don't know who, but you got to find a wide receiver number two. But my bad, Ace, go back to FIBA. My bad. No, I mean, yeah, Wagner hit a. I don't know if you saw it. It was actually um, all over ESPN Twitter and all that, NBA Twitter and everything. Hit a step back three to go ice that game up over Giannis, mm. which, as we know, Giannis, seven foot. Very long wingspan hitting a step back over that is not easy, especially in that late game situation to go and put grease away like that. It's kind of impressive. So, Magic season gonna be interesting to watch this year. Go we'll probably head over to catch a game once or twice. Well, training camp starts two weeks. Hockey, the boys returned. Kind of interesting to see that the guys in Tampa, Point Kucherov. Vasilevsky, I don't know if Vasilevsky was there, but Nomestikov, Sergeyev, the most of the big guys were out there today down in um Pre-season. where that Brandon place. No, it was the prospect camp right now. They were just hanging out with the prospects. Oh, no, I was saying like this Amen. is the anniversary season, though, coming up. Yeah, this is the 30th anniversary. I don't know if we have a picture of that new rink, how they painted it, but it's pretty dope, actually, how it is. So someone was saying, um, would you, uh, the cost to go for a Bucks game, you just go to hell of Bolts games for the same price. But Lightning game ain't cheap either. It's really Lightning not. game's getting a one up now. Of course, you get a decent seat. It's like over a hundred bucks. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm telling you, that's what happens when you win. When you win, that price of admission goes up. Oh, don't worry. When you watch, if you want to watch the Magic play any good team, those tickets are over eighty bucks. Oh, I'm sure. It costs to see Steph Curry and LeBron James. No, I'm talking about even playing Philadelphia costs. Oh, I'm sure it costs to see Joel. Yeah, it, just it get punked by Wendell Carter if you look up that game. Look up um, Magic Philadelphia after the show. What look that up? Magic Philadelphia in March or April? One of those games. Wendell Carter punked the hell out of Joel Embiid. I need to get in there to go see Steph Curry one of these days. I really want to see Steph. We got to see Steph. We got to team up and go for that one. Exactly. I will definitely. I don't even know. Have they really? I think they released the schedule. I need to find uh, Magic Warriors. Yes. You'll see future uh, Magic guard Jordan Poole. I actually need to ask you something about one of the about the Golden State Warriors off camera because it's very inappropriate. Okay. uh, Golden State Warriors versus Orlando Magic January 7th. Let's see how much the tickets cost. Uh, sure. Okay, whatever. No, this isn't Golden State. I don't want to see Golden State. I want to see at Orlando. Hmm. Well, while he finds that out. Wait, this one will probably be 2020, but 2022-2023. While he finds that out, we're going to go ahead and jump into the wrap-up. Yep. Um, but, yeah, folks, that's going to do it for us this evening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Um, what you doing November 3rd? Might be in Tallahassee for FAMU and Southern. Ah, damn it. Might be. That's when the Warriors and Magic play. It's the one time? Yep, in Orlando. Unless you want to go all the way to Golden State. Yeah, no, that's a hard pass. Um, 
But yeah, folks, make sure you like, share, subscribe to this video. Make sure you also too, uh, be sure to leave comments and stuff in the comment section. Um, so yeah. Be a friend, tell a friend. Uh, if you're on Twitter, retweet it. You know how it is. Spread the love. Let other people know what's going on, what we're trying to build over here. You know what's good. Anyway, stay safe, stay blessed. See you next week, Tuesday. I mean, we still got another yes. minute. We still got another minute, but I mean, you know what? You're right. Let's roll the credits. This was actually pretty good, though. I like this. It was finally cool. just us for once. I might try to have Austin no. next week. Oh, okay. We can do that. Yeah, but it was just us for once. I think, I think we did pretty it's good. It's been a while. It had. We had a fifth quarter fan. Good. No, the week before Bob was it was just us, wasn't it? I can't even remember. I know it was. Or was that the week of fifth quarter? It was Allison fifth quarter fam. You we had Allison the week before the UNC game. The week of the UNC game, we had fifth. No, we had fifth quarter. Then we had Allison. Yeah, we had the fifth. No, we had Allison fifth quarter, and then we had a week for Jackson State. We didn't have anybody. Okay. And then we had. Bob on last week. It feels like we just had guests coming out out the shoot, honestly. Mm-hmm. And interesting. But yeah, folks, that's gonna do it for us. Like you said, stay safe, stay blessed. Good night. <laughs>